Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Ariel Atkins. Ariel, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? Good. Appreciate you coming on. Yep. Anytime. Um, so let's go, let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, when was the first time you remember like playing basketball? First time I remember playing basketball, um, I would have to say I went to a private school out in Dallas called Fellowship Christian Academy, mm-hmm. uh, and the church connected to that is OCBO. Um, so they have, like, their own little league. I think it's called, like, Turnaround League. Um, that's my first time I remember playing, actually. Uh, I remember the jersey. I honestly still think I have the jersey. I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, that's the first time I remember playing basketball. I was really excited about the snacks after the game. Like, that was the most important thing for me. That's dope. All right, so then I got to ask you, since you remember that, do you remember what jersey number you were? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 15. Yeah, I think it was 15. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I know you grew up in Texas. During high school, like, what was your recruiting process like? Uh, I feel like I want to say my recruiting process is a little different. Um, just because my mom was pretty much like all over the place. Uh, where do you want to go to school? Do you want to stay in state? Do you, are you okay with going out of state? Um, so it was just a little different in the sense that I actually committed, um, before my senior year even started, I committed to UT. Um, so my recruiting process wasn't too crazy. It was honestly pretty chill. Um, my family just helped me make the decision, wrote out a pros and cons list, prayed about it. Chose UT. Was, was there any other school or that was it? Yeah, um, mostly local schools like Texas mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. Um, Baylor was definitely – my top two was Baylor and UT. Okay. Yeah. And then what, what was your overall experience like at Texas? Yeah, college is interesting. Everybody has their uh, own take on it. Uh, being a collegiate hooper, a uh, student athlete, is tough, uh, period, regardless of what sport you play. Uh, but I've met a lot of really great people at Texas, uh, namely a couple of my professors um, and a few of the coaches there that I have a pretty close relationship with now. Um, so overall, I think it was a good experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I would not do it again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, like while you were at Texas, like when, when was like your aha moment that you knew you could be like a pro basketball player? Yeah, um, I would have to say around my juniorish year, kind of in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I was having a conversation with one of my coaches, and it was just more in depth about it. Um, and it was really shocking because I didn't feel like I had the career that I wanted to have at Texas. Um, although we did go to the NCAA tournament, we got to the Elite Eight. I think it was my sophomore year. Um, I never got to that Final Four. I never got to play for that uh, title. Um, we never won a Big 12 title. So that was one of my huge goals at Texas. So I didn't really know 
didn't really know much about the draft process. I knew you had to be like one of the top players in the country. I didn't feel like I was one of the top players in the country or anything. Um, but throughout my entire time at Texas, I had uh, really good coaches that just kind of spoke that into me. Um, one of them being Travis Mays. He's the first one that put the bug in my ear. He's just like, Yo, like you're already a pro. He was like, you handle yourself like a pro. Um, and if it's something that you want to do, you absolutely can do it. And then uh, with him leaving and then uh, Coach Tina coming in and being just very adamant about it, like, she's like, I've been a pro. I've done it all. She was like, you're more than capable. You can do it. Um, so with those two um, and their career and what they have done and them just kind of speaking that into me uh, was very reassuring. But it was also kind of like, a, okay, maybe I can do this. And then I was looking at the draft boards and then I was seeing people's names who were on there. And then I was like, all right, maybe I can really do this. Let's see what's going on pretty much. All right, so then I got to ask you, before before you thought you could go pro, what what did you think you were going to do? Uh, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I don't even know why <laughs> I thought, like, I wasn't going to go pro. But I never really thought that I wasn't going to do it. It just wasn't, like, 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. on my mind. Um, I did get my degree in sport management and a minor in business. So that's kind of the path that I was going on. Um, but once I figured out I wanted to go pro and really, like, go for it, I mean, that was my plan A. Yeah. It's like, I'm going pro. All right. What I got to do to get there. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, take me through your, your draft day. Yeah. So, draft day, um, I drove down to Dallas because I was in Austin at the time. Um, I wasn't in New York. I was with my family. So, we drove down um, that day. I drove down with my sister who was staying with me in Austin. And uh, pulled up. My parents are, like, really excited. We have no idea what's going to go on. I have no idea if I'm getting drafted first round, second round, or at all, you know. Um, but my whole family was there just because, you know, always supported me, always. Mm -hmm. um, my mom had balloons. My dad, he owns a chicken joint in Dallas, um, in Duncanville specifically. So he made some food for us at the house. Both my grandmothers were there, uncles, aunts, a few cousins. Uh, really good moment because I never get to share my big basketball moments with my family with most of my family more often than not it's either my mom or my dad or my mom and my dad or it's my brother or my sister it's never like my grandmothers my cousins my aunts so it was really like it was just such a loving environment like it felt really good to be there like no matter what happened like I'd be fine because I had them there um and then draft comes on you know chilling we're all talking you know first round yeah, you know, you pretty much know it's going down one through three. After that, everything's like, okay, what's about to go down? Um, cheering on people that I've played against since forever, you know, happy for them. Um, I think we had a pretty dope class, pretty talented mm -hmm. class um, coming into the draft. So it was exciting to see everybody get drafted. Um, and then the Dallas at six, my mom was like, oh, I want you to come to Dallas. And I'm like, okay, they have absolutely every guard, you know. Like, mm -hmm. I was going to Dallas, like, who knows, you know. But – you know, I wasn't staying home, so that was cool or whatever. And then the seventh pick came in, um, and my name was called. And I didn't have any, like, Coach T didn't call me before. Nobody called me. It was like, yo, you might get picked early, yada, yada, yada. I honestly was not even thinking, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go seventh. Um, so I go seventh, and um, whole family just butts out screaming um, and just enjoys and just happy because I got picked seventh to go to the WBA. Um, this is the highest of the high. This is the last level of basketball for me. 
So for them, it was like, man, like she really did it. Like, and in my head, it's like, yo, we really did it. Like we mm -hmm. really made it to the WNBA um, to the highest point. I mean, besides the Olympics, but to the highest point of basketball uh, for my career. And so, yeah, we all screamed, hollered for about five minutes, played it back at least a hundred times. Um, and then just had some good food, had some good conversations. And then everybody's trying to figure out which Washington it was. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, so, so you had no idea that they were, you knew right when they picked you on like on TV. Yeah, I knew like that's when I found out I was on TV. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. Because you guys don't have any – you didn't have, like, no combine or anything, right? No, we didn't. Um, I don't even know if – I don't know much about that, but I didn't do a combine or anything. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, I guess, people, coaches call them. No, I didn't get any type of call. I just knew to be watching the draft, and that's, that was that. That's, pretty, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good moment, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and then what about um, – what was it like to just step on the court for the first time as a WNBA player? Yeah, it was dope, man. Uh, I'm playing against people that I used to have, like, posters on the wall. Like, it's wild. Like, literally, when you're playing against people that you've looked up to since forever, um, it's pretty cool. But, like I've always said, like, you got you to flip that switch real quick because uh, everybody's coming out for blood in a sense. Like, it's game. It's game time. Um, so, it was definitely really interesting to not only just be out there, but I just felt really blessed to be a part of a league that, like, I knew as a kid growing up. Um, I think I've said this in a couple of my other interviews, like our class is the first class to ever grow up, like with the entirety of the WBA. Like, I don't remember a time when there wasn't a WBA because unless people talk about it, but like, I don't know, you know, like I didn't see that. So uh, for me, it was just really, it was a surreal moment uh, being around people that I've looked up to for a really long time and becoming one of those people for other younger girls and younger boys who look up to WBA players. It's just, it's a really surreal feeling, even to this day. Like, I'm super thankful, and I don't take any of it for granted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you went all rookie team, and you got uh, your two-time defensive second team. Yeah. Um, and then you, you won the championship last year. What, what was it like to – what was that feeling like to win the championship? Man, I haven't won a championship. So, my first championship that I, like, ever won that was, like, really big to me was my state championship. Uh, winning the championship in Texas is huge because sports are huge in high Texas. School, right? Yeah, high school. Um, so I hadn't won anything, like, title-wise since high school. So I just didn't really know how I was going to feel or whatever, but we're playing for the championship. And I'm like, yo, like, this is real life. Like, I'm really here. Like, on the highest stage, women's basketball, you know, uh, arguably in the world, and about to win a ring. Like, it was a really surreal moment again because it's like, it's year two. Like, what? Yeah. It's like, I'm actually playing. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not just there. Like, I'm playing. And I'm like, literally fighting for year two of the league. Um, man, I'll just say to that, like, prayer works, yo. And I'm not saying, like, I pray, like, God, please let me win a championship. But it was one of those things where, like, you just pray for peace of mind. You just pray to, you know, let God lead you. Um, and I was thankful to end up in D.C. Um, and I'm really glad that I'm a part of an organization that believes in me um, and likes my character and likes who I am as a person. Um, and we were able to do some pretty dang good things. It's five o'clock. So, yeah. <laughs> that just scared me for a second. Anyways, uh, 
<laughs> I be on my computer so much, so I have a thing that like tells me every hour like what time it is. Yeah. Why do you do that? Yeah, I just be on it so much. So like, if I hear it, it's like, oh snap! I really been on it for like two hours. <laughs> so yeah. I got you. Um. Yeah. What? Oh, did you know what the rings were gonna look like before you got them? No, they didn't, they didn't tell us anything. They didn't even like nothing, nothing. So when we saw them, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Um. Actually, one of our owners, Sheila Johnson, and um, Taylor's his wife, and um, uh, Coach Sebo's wife, kind of helped them out a little bit. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Uh, yeah, what you? I know you guys didn't get to have the parade because of like coronavirus, right? Yeah, you, no, you yeah. had you had like a, a event, right? Yeah, we had a like very very small event. It was just the team, um, and a few of the staff members down at the time. Um, but yeah, it was a super small event at um, the Salamander Resort out in Virginia or Maryland. I still don't understand which way I'm going. DMV is one thing. Uh, but yeah, we were out in the Salamander Resort um, and we had a pretty dope event put on by our owners and we got our rings. What's your experience been like overseas? Yeah, overseas is different. Um, I personally didn't like it my first year simply because I was away from my family for a really long time. I was in a foreign country. I didn't speak the language. Um, and it was just tough. Um, I had a really good vet in Charnay Zoll Norman. Uh, she was very helpful to navigate things and she spoke Polish. Polish? Yeah. She spoke the language there. <laughs> um, so that was very helpful for me as well. Um, but by my second year, I went to Australia and it was a lot easier. Um, I was able, I mean, for one, they speak English as well. So that was absolutely easy. And Australia is beautiful. Uh, but I think a few things that I've learned from being overseas, one is just learning how to embrace the culture, like what it, um, just being a part of it and not being afraid to get to know things, you get to try things, you know, be it food or music or, you know, what have you, just different things like that. Um, and then the basketball, like basketball in Europe is different. It's just is it's, it's more crafty is it's just more a lot of different things going on uh but it's also fun because it makes you kind of bring out things in your game that you wouldn't necessarily know you had to do um so that's the fun part um and then just getting to know the people people yeah. are different everywhere so those are just kind of the three things that i enjoy about going overseas yeah what about where, where were you when just like the virus hit were you still overseas or were you back here yeah, so when it got really crazy, I believe it was about March. I was actually in Texas with my family. Oh, uh, so that was good. Yeah, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> actually, Australia is doing really well. I think they have fans and stuff back already. Yeah, they they probably. I mean, we, we got a lot going on in America, man. Like, it's we're not doing good. Conversation, yeah. So yeah, going into that, how how is the bubble? Yeah, um, we here, man. Uh, everybody keeps asking me that and yeah. I just really don't know how to respond um, does it feel like does it feel like uh, like a summer camp slash like dream um, yeah I would, I would say it feels like a summer camp in the sense that we're around people um, and we're around people that we normally wouldn't see all the time mm -hmm. um, we pretty much have an enclosed space where we all can be um, there's not much you can do uh, you got to create your own fun and find ways to be creative. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the bubble. <laughs> so, so what about since uh, you basically play all year round and this is kind of like, 
so it's kind of different for you guys because you're you're technically still would be playing anyways. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so you think this rest will help you? Um, you know, rest goes two ways. <laughs> It'd be really good, or it could also be well, really. You're young bad. too, so. Yeah, being a young athlete, I don't even know if that matters the way that our bodies are banged up. Uh, but I think rest is good simply because it can give your body time to relax, yeah. and it also gives you time to recharge with whatever it is that helps you recharge. Like for one, me is family, so being able to just be around my family and take in all that love that I don't get to really just get because I'm never really at home. Um, so that feels really good. Uh, but on the flip side of that, like timing and different things as far as like being an athlete and being a basketball player that it takes to be a good basketball player as far as like rhythm and flow and different things. Um, I think that's a tough part about taking time off. Uh, but rest is definitely important. I've learned that over my time. Yeah. All right. Um, do you set goals for yourself uh, before the season? Yeah, I didn't set goals for myself before this one. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think we were going to have a season. Um, so that's something that's still in the works. Um, and then me being out here now um, and seeing the team that we do have and seeing where I stand on that um, is something that I'm definitely taking my time to not stress about. Uh, but just finding little ways to get better every day right now is my main thing, to be honest. Yeah. What about, um, like, how do you feel about, you know, some players opting out and some players opting in? Yeah, I mean, everybody's got some, you know, everybody's got to do their own. I've always been an advocate of minding my own business because at the end of the day, Ariel's got to do what Ariel's got to do. Um, and I feel that way for everyone else. People are going to do what they got to do, either to take care of their families, you know, or to be with their families. I mean, everybody's got their own obligation to do what they feel. Um, and like I said, I'm saying it again, like my prerogative as Ariel is to mind Ariel's business. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. Since you do have not the same team as last year because people opted out and stuff like that, like, is there – do you guys to, like, build new chemistry? And do you think, like – you think you guys have a chance of, you know, going back-to-back? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think with the chemistry piece is 100%. Um, I'm the only starter returning. So, it's definitely a chemistry. Um, Lay wasn't here last year. Essence wasn't here last year. Kira, this is her first year actually playing with this. Um, who else? AC, Elena Coates. Uh, am I missing somebody? I mean, Shay's back, but Shay was kind of with us last year too. Um, it's just a lot of different moving pieces. It'll be interesting to see how long it takes us to get that chemistry, but I'm excited about it because we already have chemistry off the court. So I think it's one of those things that'll just take time to flow for us to get to know each other and what each other likes to do on the court. Um, I think that'll be extremely fun. Um, this championship run, I think, is anybody's game this year, honestly. Um, this is an interesting and an historic year, not only for the world, but for the WNBA to me. Um, I couldn't tell you who I think is, like, top-notch, top-tier or whatever. Like, I think it's anybody's game this year. It could be just whoever gets hot at the right time. Hey, yeah, that's a strong possibility. I mean, it's 22 games. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the the other positive is I feel like WNBA is getting actually more media coverage now. Which is good. Uh, I'm excited for the league. I think a lot of the vets in this league now, um, from what I've seen, I've been here for going on three years now, are really trying to leave this league better than they found it. Um, And I appreciate that. And I 100% want to be a part of that um, and keep pushing that needle uh, for not only women in sports, but women, period. 
Yeah. Like, what else do you want to see change, like, in the WNBA or just women's sports in general? Yeah. Well, for one, we're talking about equal pay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if equal pay is the right word, but in order for us to get paid more, in my opinion, we have to have more media coverage. We have to allow more people to see us. Um, I think sponsors being able to kind of break that barrier, not being afraid to put money where their mouth is or, or put the money into women's sports. We're just as marketable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that piece is really huge. And that's kind of my main thought with that. Um, a lot of the things that we market with in the WNBA or like our partner within WNBA, like I really appreciate the high marquee sponsors and I'm really excited about it. Um, but there are some brands that I feel like we should have obvious sponsorships or obvious partners with. I'm not going to say it in my lab because mm-hmm. they don't sponsor me. Uh, but yeah, I just think there's obvious brands that we could have sponsorships with, I mean, partnerships with. So I think if we could kind of go that route, it would not only help us more, but it could get us more coverage. Also, I'm not in the front office. I don't know if they are doing that or trying to do that. Um, they very well possibly could be. So yeah do you think you're underrated uh possibly yeah a little bit I think a lot of people see me as like a spacer shooter um there's a lot that I feel like I can do with my game um and I guess it'll come out over time um the more that I guess I'm able to get on the ball or even off the ball um but yeah I would say yeah I think I'm underrated a little bit I had to ask you because I was gonna say you are yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I feel like I got a lot of my tank. Um, but it's also about confidence, like me doing it in the game and not just doing it in drills or in practice, uh, being able to pull out everything from the game, um, working on that for sure. Yeah. And what, what advice would you give to uh, a little girl or a little boy trying to make a pro league or get a D1 scholarship? Yeah. I would say, for one, you got to work hard, um, no matter if it's in sports or whatever you want to do, whatever you're passionate about. The word passion gets me because a lot of people are like, oh, what's your passion? What's your passion? A passion is not something that you like for a week. It's something that's kind of like in you. It's something that you really want to do. But I have to say, work hard at it. Every single day, find a way to get better, even if it's dribbling a ball outside or if it's watching clips if it's mentally training yourself so you can be mentally tougher than the next person um and never be at work like those are my two things that I still tell myself to this day um so I think it's important to instill that early because the older you get the tougher it gets and the mentally tougher that you have to get all right are you ready for some fun questions they're gonna go from average to savage let's get it What's what's your favorite song right now my favorite song right now is by is Shine by um this dude named Swoop. I listen to it every morning. All right, I'll just check it out. All right. Three jerseys that you don't own that you want. Ooh, I thought you were gonna tell me ask me which ones I do own, because it's my favorites. Um three jerseys I don't own that I want. Ooh. Oh, I want a Dirk Nowinski jersey. I really do. Um being from Dallas. He's an honorary Dallas member. <laughs> from Dallas um so dirt for sure um T catch I don't have she's like my favorite player of all time and I do not have her jersey like I don't know why but I just don't have her jersey um let me think this last one bias on this one but uh I don't think I have any of my college jerseys and I want one so what? 
you know, yeah. I don't have, I know I know when I it's when I left because you know like we leave early because of the draft and I didn't get a chance uh yeah oh right, you gotta hit up Texas yeah we'll we'll see what's popping there if you guys watch this I would really like to have a jersey if that's possible hey I'll, I'll tweet them the video <laughs> for you um what's something people don't know about you something people don't know about me um I guess that I I am actually social I don't talk a lot uh but once I get to know you and I feel like you have spirit I'll talk to you (laughs) (laughs) do you have any uh hidden talents hidden talents um I can do a headstand I'm show you that but I can do it yeah, no I was gonna ask <laughs> yeah no I'm not doing that right now what about last one was there any other sports that uh you grew up playing that you like wanted to go pro in yeah um this is gonna sound really weird but I was a RT kid um and I had to choose between dance and basketball basketball is more fun because we got all the time so of course I chose basketball right. uh but yeah dance all right well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, uh, actually, my Twitter got hacked, so if anybody want to help me with that, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, but Instagram, uh, I am Ariel Atkins, so you can find me. Again, appreciate it, and best of luck this season. Yeah, no worries, anytime. Thank you. The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba.